This is a Rhythm and News service of JPR. Welcome to another JPR live session where we get to better know musicians we admire and hear exclusive live performances from the JPR Steve Nelson Performance Studio on the campus of Southern Oregon University. I'm Dave Jackson. With me for his third JPR live session, it's our returning champion, Seth Walker. It's good to see you again, Seth. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Good to be with you, ma'am. Seth Walker is performing this weekend at the Reading Roots Festival in Reading. You can find more information at ReadingRootsFestival.org. And you can catch him next, next week as well at Sisters Folk Festival in Sisters, where he's performing and doing some workshops. And there's still some limited tickets left at SistersFolkFest.org. The most recent album is I Hope I Know. It came out last year. It and a few others were produced by John O'Ricks of the Wood Brothers. He's responsible for producing a big chunk of what we play on open air in the folk show mm, cool. and uh so you're touring with a trio why don't yeah. you introduce the band all right there's reese williams on the bass and vocals from holyoke massachusetts mm. my longtime running partner and uh mark radabaugh on the drums that's good from from where from Saturn. Yeah. That, from Saturn. Wow, that's an interesting place. They, they had a lot of percussion going on up there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so how did you guys uh, all get together to start playing? Well, Reese and I met uh, in Nashville, I guess around 2018. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Just through the, you know, it's like a family. It's, you know, it's it's pretty close-knit when you get down to it. And Mark, Mark and I have known each other for years mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of been in each other's orbit but we've never really got a chance to play until, together until this year oh, so, so i was going to ask you yeah, is it this isn't the crew that's on the album uh the most uh, recent album? reese is playing on some of the on some of the uh -huh. on uh, uh some hope i know um uh -huh. but no yeah oh, cool so we've got great touring band with you headed mm -hmm. down to reading um we're excited to have you here especially to hear you play so let's start off with a song what do you guys want to play let's do we'll do um future and what it used to be the latest one. Excellent.
That is Seth Walker. The future ain't what it used to be. Seth Walker is joining us ahead of performances at Reading Roots Festival. Also performing there are some folks you've seen in G- in JPR live sessions. G-Love, Sean Mullins, Chuck Prophet, the Brothers Reed, and we have an upcoming live session with Glitter Fox, who will also be at the Reading Roots Revival as well. You can find more information at ReadingRootsRevival.org. Tell us about that song mm-hmm. you just played. Uh, we'll see. I uh, wrote that one of course during the pandemic mm. staring out the window um yeah it was just just a of just a phrase i think i said over mm. cereal or something <laughs> and um well i was like well we need to dig this one out yeah so i i, I wrote with my friend gary nicholson mm-hmm. who i write a lot of, to- of tunes with right um yeah he, he we he did an album of mine called leap of faith back I guess that was 2008, mm-hmm. something like that. And through the years, we we still collaborate. Yeah. So what, what got did. you guys together to begin with? Uh, you're probably a fan of his stuff. Is that? Uh, I heard him one time in Austin at this place called the Saxon Pub, and I remember listening to him just. Go, and he was it was just it was striking to me because I was at that time I was you know really just immersed in blues mm-hmm. mostly. I was playing T Bone Walker and BB and just more of a traditionalist kind of guy. Right. And I and I heard him do blues songs but with these really cool original lyrics, you know. And I was like, man, that's that's cool. Right. And just maybe a couple years later, a friend of mine, actually a radio promoter, Al Moss. I don't know if you know Al. Yeah, actually I do. Yeah, you know, yeah. At least through emails and stuff. Yeah, he he was living in Nashville and so he introduced me to to Gary and we set up a writing thing. This was, man, God, 2000 and, I don't know, 2008, something like that. Yeah, and we just immediately kind of hit it off. He's got, he's from Texas, so we kind of had a, a similar Texas blues language that, right. we, that we spoke together. Uh-huh. Yeah, longtime collaborator. Yeah. Good so, dude. yeah, in addition to uh, making music and uh, painting, which I wanted to ask you about a little mm. bit later on, you wrote a memoir. Your yes, van uh, yeah. is on fire. Uh, yeah. So, well, tell us a little about that. <laughs> that was another one, you know, during the same time I wrote that tune. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously all the gigs were kapoof. Right. And just trying to reinvent myself somehow, you yeah. know, to, you know, needed some kind of outlet creatively. And I, I definitely was not planning to write a book it was just i was just started just writing essays and some poems and i've always kind of dabbled with it. and obviously 
songwriting and poetry are somewhat right. connected. Um, but I don't know. Just started thinking about my upbringing because uh-huh. I, I was born in a. Um, I would. I was. That was my next question. Yeah. So carry yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. Musician parents uh-huh. out in this farm out in North Carolina. This I, I was uh, raised up in a in a Quaker commune, a big log house with two two families living mm-hmm. communally. But I'd never really written about any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of started doing that, and it just turned out, man, that my next door neighbor is a poet herself. Her name is Leslie Lachance. Mm-hmm. And she, I just, we would meet out in the yard, six feet apart from one another. <laughs> and she was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to write some, I was writing some poems and some essays. And she started reading some of them. She said, man, this not too bad, bro. And we just, she became my partner and my um, editor. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it just kind of, one of those, I kind of, you know, fell backwards into it. But it was really fun to do, man. All kinds of crazy, crazy stories from the road. I mean. there. Well, I was going to say for our, for our listeners that Your Van is on Fire is a pretty fun read. Um, and it's got some interesting insights and uh, some great stories in it. And we have a signed copy that we'll be giving away uh, later on this afternoon on Open Air. So be listening for a chance to win an autographed copy of Your Van is on Fire by Seth Walker. So. Yeah, it was fun to write. It was fun to write. So you're, when you grew up, uh, one household, it was two families. You had uh, brothers and sisters that were not blood relatives, is that? Yeah, my, my, my folks and another couple met at this uh, Quaker retreat. And they just became buds. Mm-hmm. And they had three kids. They were about 10 years older than us, so half a generation separation. And then my sister and I, so... Four of us and five of the Waltons, <laughs> and um, and I, I mean, I, I they just jumped into it. I, I mean, <laughs> seems kooky to me, but um, I'm really glad they did. It was uh-huh. a beautiful way to grow up, and we lived like that for 13 years. What from age three to 16? Uh, are you still close with that? With yeah, the Waltons? yeah. I mean, yeah. that that kind of bond, yeah, will be forever. Absolutely. You know, we we don't. You know, talk to each other all the time, but yeah, we're all we'll be tight. Uh-huh. We'll be tight. Yeah. yeah, and we had a farm, and obviously a very open-minded, <laughs> right? Well, situation. You yeah, know. it seems like it was pretty fertile, creative ground for you. It's, it's sort yeah, of- I mean, I, I I was playing cello at that time. That's uh-huh. I grew up. You know, my dad was a cello teacher. My mom played violin and taught violin, but. My, I think the creative part wasn't so much of the music, at least for me at that mm-hmm. time. It was more just being out there in the woods and just being uh-huh. in my mind. I would just be creative. Maybe that's when I probably started making up things. I know it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would play, literally play football against myself and tackle myself <laughs> by myself. That's Fun. pretty. <laughs> I bet that would That's make when an the creativity interesting. Really started. <laughs> that would make an interesting video. <laughs> um, so as um, I saw on your social medias recently, you posted about your dad. He he runs music camps. Yeah, that, yeah, he does. So tell us about those. What's yeah, up with he's that? been doing that for I got I think almost twenty years. It's in uh, Blowing Rock, North Carolina. Huh. I mean, he's a master teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, both of them. But he he's developed this Walker family band camp, and it's a week-long deal. And he's basically trying to get kids of all ages 
to get off of the plan off the page uh-huh. and play from your heart uh-huh. you know right. and he he teaches them you know original songs he's written and old irish tunes he teaches them a little bit about jazz a uh-huh. little bit about uh he takes them on meditation walks he's He's pretty hip, hip cat. That sounds yeah. kind of cool. No, uh, speaking of how he, Every summer. how how he teaches, um, I'd read that you uh, grew up, you started learning music through the Suzuki method. Is yeah, that, so that's where you, you could probably explain that better than that. Yeah, that so. was it's a Japanese uh, teacher, um, Doctor Suzuki, and it's basically um, it's a criteria or uh, <clears throat> like maybe like. Um, I guess it's about, I think in the violins, it's 10 books, and it starts with Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, mm. and then you play variations rhythmically of Twinkle, Twinkle, and then you just move up gradually, and it's all done by ear training. So, you know, when you're a kid, you put on a tape, as we used to do, right. <laughs> and listen to these little songs in our ear, and, that, and, that, and as you play them, you know, the, the idea is anyway... Right. You'll kind of know when you're screwing it up, you know, or, or when it sounds good. Right. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that was the method. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, in your planet sisters, but you're also doing some workshops. What are your workshops like? I don't know yet. <laughs> this, will the, this will be really my first time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I mean, I've taught a little bit, but, uh, you know, my parents, they're, they, they make a, they make a life out of it, living out of it. They're retired, but they did their whole life. So it's going to be fun for me to try this, you know, started brainstorming. Actually, we were talking about it in the car ride yesterday, just talking through it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to talk about the blues language, uh-huh. you know, in songwriting, just the simple and how simple that form is and how, but how integral it is uh-huh. to any kind of songwriting. And then maybe talk about, um, uh, you know, kind of, Untying, untying, you know, get your, as, as Mark Twain says, get your facts straight first, then you can distort them as you please. Mm. Then start working on creativity and doing something unique on your own. Yeah. And then maybe unpacking some, um, some classic songs and see how they're written. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so uh, a little more about your family. You had an uncle who was in public radio. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He sure was. And what, what, what did he do? He, he had a show in Jacksonville, Florida uh, called The Metro. It was a drive time show from uh, four to six, and he would have all kinds of, all kinds of guests. I mean, it was it was back when, you know, radio, public radio. I mean, they would just do anything, uh-huh. you know, all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, and but he had jazz shows as well and a blues radio program, and he would just send me tapes of all these old blues guys. And I remember listening to those tapes going off to college and. That, that definitely, you know, what made a mark on me. Yeah. yeah. And and he's, he's the one that sent you to your first Grateful Dead concert? He d- <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he sent, he sent, he sent uh, uh, my dad and I two tickets and a, and a bag of items I won't name <laughs> and uh, said, go <laughs> to the dead. Don't ask any questions and just go. And we did. Yeah. And you, I wrote about it in the book. <laughs> I was going to say, that is in your van is on fire. Again, great read. Um, I, I highly encourage people to check it out. Um, and is he also the the uncle that's a luthier? 
No, that's another uncle. That's yeah. my mom's brother. Yeah. yeah, he has a he has a he's a luthier in Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah very interesting. Both sides of my family, they're it's they're they're different and very they're all very very unique creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hear another song. What do okay. you guys want to do? We'll do um let's do the title track off Hope I Know. This right. one is inspired by a old Hawaiian poem called Hopanopano that we distilled down to I hope I hope I know. Hope I hope I know Send a prayer up from my soul Hope I hope I know Hope I know just how it goes Like how do I say forgive me And how do I say thank you now How do I say I love you If I'm not coming home huh. Hope, hope I know How to sing this sweet refrain Hope, hope I know I know the words to say Like how do I say forgive me And how do I say thank you now And how do I say I love you If I'm not coming home
That is Seth Walker with I Hope I Know. He's my guest today in a JPR live session performing at Reading Roots Revival this weekend and next weekend at Sisters Folk Festival. You have uh, relocated several times, and it seems like you <laughs> yeah. go to cities pretty famous for music, New Orleans, Nashville, Austin. Are, are you just are you following the music? Is there something about those towns that just make you want to show something up? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Running from and towards. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, Austin was the first. Well, Jacksonville actually, because oh, uh-huh. that's where my uncle was, uh-huh. and he was the only guy I knew in this crazy business. So I was like, well, I'll just go there first and see what that was like. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly realized that I wanted to go to a city that was just more, more of it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when I went to um, to Austin yeah. there for fifteen. Then I went to Nashville for three, New Orleans for six, New yeah. York for a minute, uh-huh. back to Nashville. And now I'm in. Fair, uh, outside of Asheville, yeah. Fairview. Very nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's something about your sound, the, the way your, your guitar and your voice dovetail together. It's like a, a lot of blues guys, there's a call and response, and that's really cool. Yours seem to, like, be just complementing each other. Is there is that a something you, you really work towards, or is it just... I I don't know. It's it's weird. You know, it, if, if you ask me to just play the guitar probably couldn't do it <laughs> as well if you asked me just to sing i probably couldn't do that very well either but when i put them together it, it is kind of has morphed into one kind of thing yeah it really has it's like it's like you're you're playing seth walker not a guitar player and a singer you're seth walker well, thank and this you, is man. how he sounds I mean, that, that's, thank that's, you. that's that's what i'm aiming for anyway <laughs> was there was there a particular artist you admired that maybe brought you it, that it, way that, oh yeah. god there's a hundred of them i mean <laughs> You know, of course, the usual suspects. I mean, T Bone Walker was probably, you know, as far as fundamentally, was one of the first guys I went just rhythmically. He played, you know, so unique Mm -hmm. and so lyrical, right? Yeah. Um, Of course, BB King. Um, But maybe, you know, maybe even more than I think is this influence guitar and vocal wise, maybe Willie Nelson, because he. Uh-huh. He his thing is so morphed together too. It really is. Yeah, know? and he has a really distinct guitar <laughs> sound as well. Yeah, yeah, his guy's unique, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you co-write with Oliver Wood quite a bit. Hope I know was a co-write with Oliver yeah, Wood. Yeah, sure was. And and John Ricks, uh, you work with him, uh, the Wood Brothers. He amazes me as a musician, just watching yeah, him and he, hearing him and everything you do. Yeah. Um, and I love the albums he produces. What's he like to work with as a producer? That's... Man, it was a. a great great collaboration because the the, you know one of the i'm I'm not a producer myself but one thing that's uh or a attribute of of a great producer is to it's like a fine line because you you don't want to like uh you don't want to produce with an iron fist you know you don't you don't want to shape it too much Mm. but yet you want to help it right so it's a really you know Fine, it's kind of a fine little line in there. Right. He, he's, he really does a great job at that. Uh-huh. Most of it's, you know, I think it's part, that I love the most is just is just energetically how he brings stuff out of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel comfortable around him, uh-huh. yet challenged, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And not to mention he's, you know, freaking incredible musician yeah, he, he really you know, is I mean, watching he, him play is nothing, pretty amazing nothing the man can't do <laughs> yeah. uh, so we've done th- uh three albums mm. together yeah 
And uh, when you write, do you start with a melody? Do you start with some words? Do you start with a rhythm, chords? How do you usually do that? It's all all that. It's 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 a it's a mixed bag. Um, I used I used to write a lot more with the melody will come first, and then I kind of shifted into more lyrically driven things. You know, just kind of conceptualizing an idea and then just kind of coming at it from that. And then, just as long as I've been doing it, it's it's it comes from you know all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it comes from we were talking about this the other day about I got this book on my shelf that's a Andre Agassi autobiography. It's called Open. Uh huh. You wait. You are you're an Andre Agassi fan, aren't oh, you? Yeah, you you, yeah. Are, you went to college to play tennis, is that? Well, <laughs> I, I, well, that's loose, very loose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went to college to study to enrolled in art, uh-huh. uh, and but and I did have some dreams, yeah, of of being a tennis player, <laughs> but they wanted you to uh, practice from like six until eight, right, <laughs> and then go to class and then come back and practice from four to seven, right. and yeah, you know, I wasn't interested in that part so but anyway i, I think i got you off track there under you're talking about andre agassi oh yeah book. yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me talk about andre i i, I mean i love tennis man. i mean i'm nice. I was just watching the u.s open yeah that's so a great great story there um, this year god totally but anyway yeah i just saw his, auto, his autobiography is called open hmm. and i just it just hit me it was just like the spine of that book and i was like asking myself if i was <laughs> and um off, off a song, you know, uh-huh. out came a song. Yeah, well, and an album title. Are an you album open? title, yeah. yeah. Are you open? Yeah. Well, cool. Let's uh, hear another song. Yeah, what do, do you guys one want? More? To... We'll do. Uh, this is um, this is off my "Gotta Get Back" record, and uh, one one wonderful thing about this tune is my my folks played strings on their studio album. Cool. My mom and dad and my sister. And my oh. dad arranged the strings, so you can listen to it on the album, and you can imagine it with us here in the studio very cool which what song is it oh sorry call my name call my name excellent Yourself alone. Call 
place They call love your shame Take everything you ever done Even hate Try a little forgiveness And you might see yourself In a brand new light But when that cold wind starts to So good. That was Seth Walker with Call My Name. He's my guest in a JPR live session. 
In addition to being an author and a musician, you're a painter. You want to talk about your painting a little bit? So you can find some of the paintings in that book, Your Van is on Fire. Yeah. I, um, and, oh, wait, one more time. And at the website, royal fa- royalpotatofamily.com. Yeah, that's the, the stores there. But it's, yeah. if you go to my website, too, sethwalker.com, Great. it's got it all there, too. Okay. But, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that, that was when I, when I was a kid. I used to love to draw and paint. I remember I paint. I used to draw... Uh, Sneakers, these are like Air Jordans, you know, like <laughs> make up my own little Air Jordans. <laughs> and um, and then I just I don't know when I was when I was going off to college. I, I mean, I didn't want to play music. Honestly, I got burned out on cello. I was like, I wouldn't. I was like tired, and and I did like to paint. So I was like, okay. And it was probably around two thousand two. I was living in Austin, and I, and I just got beat up by the the whole thing and I was like you know what I'm gonna take a break from music and I painted for about three months straight and it kind of reignited my creativity that got me back into music and this cycle has happened uh-huh. three or four times in my life you know yeah. it's it's funny it's kind of all, yeah, all it's, one it thing. seems like you always need you need an outlet for that thing, kind yeah. of stuff yeah, issues, yeah. and uh, a geeky question for a guitar enthusiast yeah tell us about that really cool guitar and let me get a good picture of it okay <laughs> yeah this this is a uh, 1952 gibson es 150 that i bought in austin at this place called uh workhorse guitars and it was just hanging on the wall and I was, I, as I mentioned earlier, I love T-Bone Walker, and this is kind of the guitar that he played, mm-hmm. jump blues, you know. Yeah. And I traded in a silver tone. I think I paid, traded the silver tone in and this for four hundred bucks. Wow. And it's been on every record. Holy since. cow! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bet it's worth we, a lot more we, than four hundred bucks at this point in it, time. It, too. You know, it's. I mean. Yes, but it's really not. It's it's worth a hell of a lot more to me than Absolutely. it would be to anybody yeah. else. <laughs> Hear you. <laughs> All right, what's on the uh, horizon uh, for you and uh, music? New album, mm. uh, new collaborations. Uh. I'm starting to starting to to it's starting to percolate a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, not quite sure exactly where I'm headed with it. I'm still I'm still waiting for it to come <laughs> to me. Okay. But I am digging and rooting around. Cool. Talking to some producers here and there, and you know we've been working on some some songs with the band and I, and yeah, it's a funny thing, you know. You know, I felt I felt myself kind of like chasing after it a little bit lately because I was like, time to do something, uh-huh. and then you know sometimes you can chase it too much. So I just gotta wait, and let it, let it let develop. It, it gotta meet it in the yeah. middle. Great. So that's where kind of where I am with the creativity right now. Well, whenever that comes around, we'll be excited to have you here for a fourth time when Man, you come well, through thing, Oregon. It's, it's a it's an honor to be a, a three time uh, returning champ. Returning champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks you guys. Thanks Seth Walker and uh, Reese and Mark for joining us today. Good luck on the West Coast Thank shows. You. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, and we'll look looking forward to hearing what's coming next. Cool. Man. JPR live sessions are engineered by John Griffin of Luna Zen Studios. Thanks to Thanks to Alan Edelman for the use of his drum kit today. And you can find this and all of our JPR live sessions as podcasts at ijpr.org, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and Google. And uh, stick around for more open air just ahead.